Welcome to Speedy Steve Podcast with the host, Speedy Stevo. I'm going to introduce myself right now. My name is Stephen Fletcher, nicknamed Speedy Stevo. I go to the King's Academy, run for track cross country for four years, still doing it. Um, now I'm a podcaster. I, I have a YouTuber. Um, I used to be a rapper, and um, yeah. So um, today, uh, this is the first episode of many. I'll be posting Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, hopefully. So the topics today are going to be the review of Tiger King, the uh, new ESPN show called um, The Last Dance, um, and then we're going to be doing the results from the WNBA draft, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will get right into it. Right into topic one here, the review of the Netflix series of Tiger King. So, I'm going to go through the characters first off here. So, the first character off on the list is Joe Exotic. He's a protagonist of the show, founder of GW Zoo, and enemy is Kale Baskin. My opinion about this guy is he's a crazy man who's going to keep messing up in his life after he gets out of jail. Um, he says he's going to change, but I don't believe it. He's just too crazy to do that. The next guy is Rick Kirkham. He uh, was the uh, producer of uh, Joe Exotic TV. I don't have an opinion on this guy, so... Kelsey Safley, uh, he, sh- he or she was the animal keeper for GW Zoo. Don't have an also opinion on that woman. Alright, next person on this list is Kale Baskin. She is the founder of the uh, Tampa uh, Big Cat Rescue. Uh, she's also the mortal enemy of Joe Exotic. My opinion about this woman is she is a hypocrite. She says she does not do these things, but she in the uh, show you can see she actually does them. So that's my opinion. She's a uh, hypocrite. Then John Finley, uh, the first husband to Joe Exotic, for and he was um, married to Joe for about eleven years. Then we're going to Doc Antle. He's the director of Myrtle Beach Safari. John Ray, John Ren K, uh, manager of GW Zoo, Eric Howie. Uh, headkeeper of GW Zoo, Mark Tobu. He uh, self-proclaimed Scarface of the Coward. I don't really have opinion on most of these guys or women. Barbara Bala Fisher, Bala's her nickname. Uh, she was the apprentice of Doc Antle. She was actually probably one of them. There's probably other ones, but that's like the main apprentice of uh, Doc Antle. Then we go to Joe's second husband who killed himself, who uh, was uh, Travis Maldonado. Uh, he basically was like a drug guy. Um, so, he committed suicide at the office in one of the shows. Oh, one of the episodes, sorry. Doc Anto's wife's, um, they basically uh, worked with Tigers from 7 to midnight. Uh, their names are China, Moshka, and Renee. I feel like they're going through uh, a lot of labor just for women to do. Like, why would these three wives of Doc Antle want to work with tigers? Um, so I don't know why, but I guess they have to. So then we're going to Don Lewis, Kale Baskin's second husband who went missing. In one of the episodes, you'll see that he, there's a theory, he could have gone missing, he could have got murdered by um, Kale Baskin. She, they say that she filmed to the Tigers, most of these people. So yeah, uh, Emma Queen. 
there's nothing really much on it except she was Don's executive assistant. So, a lot of these uh, people, females and males, is really, most of these are females. So, then we go to Mug Thompson. Security guard for Joe. He's like the main security guard for him. There's many other ones, but he is the main security guard. They're going to uh, the parents of Joe, Shirley, and Francis. Their last name is not exotic, but I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name. So, Jeff Lowe. <clears throat> he was claimed to be an investor. Uh, he was best known for sneaking cubs into uh, Vegas for money. He would use them to get ladies to do sex. Um... He was a lunatic, in my opinion. He was crazy. He was stupid. A lot of these people are lunatics, but, I mean, they're tiger people. Why would you to be a lunatic? So, <laughs> Tom, uh, Tim Stark. This guy was, uh, I think, I don't know if he was part of it or the manager of it, but he was part of the Wildlife in Need um, zoo thing or park. Uh, he worked with Jeff Lowe when he took over the zoo of Georgetown, which was GW Zoo. Um, but he actually eventually left because there's complications with him and Jeff Lowe. Then we go into the husband of Joe Exotic, his current husband, Dylan Passage. Saying nothing much on him except he's just a husband. Joshua Dial, he was a Joe's campaign manager. He would, um, wasn't really a good campaign manager, I guess. It was just one of his friends. Can't really know if he was a good manager or not, but yeah. So, then we go to the hitman for Carol Baskin and used, used to be Joe's handyman, who was Alan Glover. This guy was a bad criminal. He, you can see he has a tear in his eye, which I guess in the show they say that he's actually killed someone if you have a tear in your eye. I don't know if that's true. Then we go to the man who got Joe arrested. Uh, James Garrison. In the show, he's kind of like a businessman who works at a shop, but then he goes secretly undercover with the FBI to get Joe arrested for hiring to murder someone to kill Carol Baskin. So now I'm going to go and just do a summary of the uh, show here, and then we're going to go into what each episode was about. So, the summary of this whole show is uh, American, it was basically an American true crime document about the uh, life of Joe Exotic. It's a very interesting show if you haven't watched it. I've watched about all the episodes except the last episode, which was, uh, I don't really want to watch because it was stupid. But yeah. Um, so, we're going to the episodes here. About them here. So, episode one. You guys get to meet Joe Exotic, the gun-toting operator of an Oklahoma big cat pug. He's been accused of hiring someone to murder his chief rival, Kale Baskin. In episode two, it's about uh, how... These uh, workers are basically getting no pay and in um, the wives of eccentric bosses. And the big question in this thing is, are big cat pug employees just cogs in their web of personality cults? And I think you're going to find out the answer in the episode here. <clears throat> you watch it. Episode 3 was about an incident in Kale's past that cast her in suspicious light. And while she maintains her innocence of what happened, Joe is all too happy and takes advantage of this situation. Winston. Episode 4. Joe ramps up his efforts to become an internet TV star, but a mysterious fire lawsuit threatens his plans until an angel investor comes. So, that episode was really interesting to me. The first four were very interesting, and then the last five kind of get really, really interesting. 
because it kind of like the last three kind of like they're starting to find out what he's done um and people trying to like be quiet but he's just he knows what he kind of did but he's just trying to live out his life here so episode five Joe basically dives into politics. He tries to become the mayor of his city and becomes tries to become a candidate for the twenty twenty presidential election. I think it didn't happen so but um he also deals with turmoil and tragedy in his uh personal life. Uh, and then meanwhile the dynamics and the part change with the new owners. I'll get into those new owners, but you'll find out in episode five. Episode six, James Garrison makes a shocking claim about Joe leading to FBI involvement. Desperation sets him for Joe, who thinks Jeff and James have set him up. Um, the desperation, you'll find out what he does and how he is very desperate to do what he does. Uh, don't really want to get into that because I cannot spoil the show if you haven't watched it, because I know probably half of you have not watched the show. Episode 7, basically Joe faces the music in the courtroom, but insists the story is far from over. Uh, just business crumbles, and then former GW Zoo workers basically try to move on from the situation. Because most of them are probably involved... Um, a lot of people and the characters are involved in the situation, but have not had evidence of them doing it, and, uh, that's why Joe says it's, it's not done yet. There's gonna be a lot more people arrested, probably, like, Jeff Lowe, Alan Glover, James Garrison, even though he hid, he kind of was kind of part of it, so. Then, guys, that is the end of the second topic here, and then I will get right into, uh, the third topic of Michael Jordan's Last Dance review, first and second episodes. Let's dive right into the third topic here, Michael Jordan's last dance of ESPN's show. The first and second episodes came out. There'll be more episodes, but uh, I'll talk about them when they come out. But the only first two episodes came out. So this is be an ongoing uh, little topic here. So what is this show about? It's basically the story behind of a 1998 Chicago Bulls team um, and of uh, Michael Jordan individually because it's based upon Michael Jordan and how this 1998 team did stuff and how they became great because Michael Jordan came back into basketball. So here's a summary of episode one. Uh, begins with the basketball great Michael Jordan and his team who are going for their sixth title and second three-peat with him. Yeah, he's he's won many championships with his team, so it's just going into uh, when he comes back, he's going to be his sixth title and I don't remember if they win or not. But yeah, I think they did. So, um, and then also presented with the manager, Jerry Cross, um, who is trying to scare the team all over the place, trying to make them confused, trying to spread them out, and try to ruin the team before this series goes in. So, two, um, the Bulls basically had a sluggish start in the 1997-98 season because while Pippen, because Pippen, sorry, Scotty Pippen, was recovering from an ankle surgery, and I don't know when he got in. I think he got injured the season before. Um, I have no idea when, but yeah. So and then it goes into how Michael Jordan is ultra competitive, which means the man is all very, very competitive, extremely competitive. Um, if you just see him play or highlights of him, you can see this man is very competitive. He used to do, he quit basketball for a reason. Uh, he went to baseball and then came right back. And it's so weird how he goes to baseball for like maybe, I think, some years. I don't know how many years, maybe two or three years or something like that. And he basically comes right into basketball. And he is like the, this is when you can see he is the goat of basketball. 
Now, other people have an opinion. LeBron James is the GOAT. Which, my opinion... Um, Michael Jordan was the GOAT in the past. I can see that. And, um, and then uh, LeBron James is basically the GOAT of um, present basketball. The whole 2000s. Because Michael Jordan really was the GOAT of uh, basketball. He, this man won many titles. He's got many MVPs under him. Let me search up something here. Let's go into it. So I should put this up on my computer, but I'm not. So this man, oh, whoops. He's won, like, I think six titles, like five, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have much of a research on this man. Um, he's also got his own uh, company. So this man got really famous. Yeah, he's got the MVP from, he got it 1998, 1996, 1992, 1988. So that's like five MVPs. He's been the NBA Defensive Player of the Year for one year, 1988. And then he was the NBA Finals Most Valuable Player uh, also a lot of times. He got it 1998, 1997. So yeah, he, he won it. Um, 1996, 1993, 1992, 1991. So they've won six thousand. He got all of them. Then he got the All NBA team of many years. It doesn't really. 1998, 1997, 1996, 1993, 1992, 1993, Person of the Year, 1991. He's got the Best Athlete, ESPN Award, 1993, Associated Press, Athlete of the Year, three years in a row. And those were consecutive, 1991, 1992, and 1993. He was the ACE Athlete, Athlete of the Player of the Year, uh, 1984. He used to play for North Carolina. Best Comeback Athlete, ACE by Award, 1996. That's when he came back into basketball. He was the Instruments Men's College Player, so played in 1984. Uh, Nineteen ninety eight, Kids Award for Favorite Man Athlete, two thousand two, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety one, Best NBA Play, ESPA, ESPY Award, uh, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety seven, nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety three. I missed some. Oh yeah, he was the NBA Rookie of the Year, uh, nineteen eighty five, NBA All Rookie Team, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen eighty five, and John O. Wooden Award in nineteen eighty four. So this man has. Many achievements under him. He's won six titles. He's got all these awards. Bon James only won one title. He's got some um awards under him. But yeah, I'm sorry I got off topic from the topic, but I mean it's still about Michael Jordan. About it. So yeah, um So that was interesting. Um so in my opinion this man got has to be the goal of basketball. Um, people can argue with me that, oh, LeBron James is, but um, he hasn't done all what uh, Michael Jordan has done in basketball. So I'm going to get right into topic four. So 
let's get into it. So here's topic four, the last topic of today's podcast. So we're gonna go to the results of the WNBA draft. Um, this is only the other sports thing that really happened uh, because I'm doing a lot of entertainment stuff in my podcast and a lot of sports stuff. So I don't really focus on this, but I was like, you know what? Maybe some viewers like and uh, WNBA Women's National Basketball Association. So they had the draft on Friday. So the first round, there's only twelve teams. So. New York Liberties uh, got the organ player in the first round, Sabrina Ionescu. I don't really know. I'm sorry if I cannot pronounce these names right. So, she was from Oregon. Her teammate went to Dallas Wings, Satu Sabali, Oregon. Then Indiana Fever, Lord's Cox from Baylor. Atlanta Dream, Trinity Charter, Texas A&M. Dallas Wings, Bella Larry Princeton, Minnesota Lynx, Mike Makaya Herbert Harrigan, South Carolina, Dallas Wings again. They have many picks in this uh, first round here. Tyesha Harris, South Carolina, Chicago Sky Ruthie Hope Hebert, Oregon, Nick Liberty Megan Walker Yukon, Phoenix Mercury Jocelyn Willow. By Virginia, Sarah Storm, Kija, Alaska, South Florida, and then the last pick in the first draft, New York Liberty, Jasmine Jones, Louisville, and then the second round here, New York Liberty going first again. They got Kylie Shook uh, from Louisville. Then the 14th pick, Indiana Fever, got Catherine Doyle, Iowa. Again, New York Liberty, Leona Oldham from Duke. Why they paid a lot of different team here players. Minnesota Lynx picked up Crystal Dangerfield from UConn. I wouldn't be surprised if many UConn, I see many UConn organize the best two teams in the uh, thing. And then a dream, Brittany Brewer, Texas Tech. Interesting. Phoenix Mercury, Taya Cooper, Baylor. Okay. So there's many Baylor. Um, that's like the first Baylor person. A lot of team players, I thought, on many teams in college basketball who want to get these picks, got these picks on them. Uh, number 19, Seattle Storm, Joyner Holmes from Texas. Los Angeles Sparks, Beatrice Mommy, Mom Primeer, Miami. Uh, then you got two Germany players going off. Uh, Luisa Geis, Geis Solder. Uh, from Germany, was the Dallas Wings, and then Los Angeles Bucks picks up Leonie Fiebusch from Germany. So two international players go right off the bat to different teams. And then uh, to finish on the second draft here, let's go on Connecticut's son, Kayla Charles from Maryland. Number 24th round pick, Washington Mystics, Jalen Agnew from Creighton. So, the uh, last one here, a bit here. Uh, Atlanta Dream, Michaela Payek from Oregon State. Uh, Nick Libby again goes Erica Oguayu Mike from Rice. Atlanta Dream, Kobe Thornton, Clemson. Indiana Fever, Kamaya Smalls from James Madison. Phoenix Mercury, Stella Johnson Ryder. Chicago Sky, Japrice Dean, UCLA. Seattle Storm picks up Haley Goikai, uh, Duke. 
Uh, Chicago's guy, Kaya Glipsy from Florida State. Las Vegas Aces, Lauren Manis from Holy Cross. Los Angeles Bucks, Tiny's Martin, West Virginia. Last Big Seal Connect, Sun, go with Juicy Landrum from Baylor. In Washington, Mystics, Last Big Sug, Sutton uh, from Texas. So there's, it doesn't really matter in these NBA drafts or NFL drafts if your team was not good last season. It doesn't really depend on teams. It really just depends on how your player plays. So all these uh, 36 players, the top 36 in college basketball. Or maybe not, they just had really good stats. I just know the the only player I've really known in this uh, draft was Sabrina. She's a very I know she's a very talented uh, player. Um, in the uh, uh, NCAA W uh, National uh, College Women's Basketball. Um, she was very good. So. As I told you, Oregon and uh, UConn, I told you there'd be a lot of picks from them. Some from Baylor, too, and some from uh, Florida State. The, um, those are, like, the top teams right now who are in it. Uh, due to, not only Florida State, but, sorry, Oregon, uh, South Carolina, uh, UConn, Baylor, like, the top women's teams, I think. Um, Oregon has been a dominant UConn actually was dominant, but U- Oregon has been dominant lately. UConn used to be undefeated, but they've gone in a losing streak the last few years. Um, I'm surprised by some of these teams like Miami players, because uh, like Iowa, Texas Tech, Texas. Oh, what's another weird one? Holy Cross, Creighton. Those are the teams I'm surprised who these players went through. Uh, James Madison, Ryder. Uh, Holy Cross. Some other teams like uh, Oregon State also. As Clemson, there could be good players there. There's usually athletics there. UCLA is really athletic. I know that. Duke's athletic. Heck, they got all these great players. Florida State, good team. And ACC. So, I don't really know who got the most players of each conference. But, yeah, that is going to be the end of the topics today. Um, and then I'm just going to do my conclusion. And that will be the podcast for today. That was the podcast today for the first episode. Hope you guys really enjoyed that podcast. Um, Don't forget to like and smash the subscribe button. And don't forget to tell your friends about uh, this podcast because my episodes will get better and I will have a co-host. So thanks for watching. Don't forget to smash the subscribe button and don't forget to smash the like button.